0: Welcome to There She Rose podcast. This is your host, Jamie C., and I am the owner and founder of Rising Wolf. Rising Wolf offers soulful guidance for mompreneurs who are ready to go deep and take action in their business. Claim your greatest work by clearing out the thoughts that no longer serve you so you can create a life of freedom, joy, and expansion. Shift away from feelings of inadequacy and doubt and be equipped with the tools that empower you to rise. Hey, my friend, and welcome to There She Rose podcast. I am so excited to have you here. My name is Jamie C. I'm the owner and founder of Rising Wolf, also known as Mama Who Manifests on TikTok and IG. And today, uh, we got so much good stuff on the podcast today. Uh, I mean, honestly, I I pour my heart into every episode, so I'm I'm hoping every time you listen to the podcast, it's really great. but today in particular, um, I'm going to be sharing with you something that I uh, – just a small segment of what I taught over the weekend in Texas. I uh, was teaching a workshop um, for a team of 50. Um, the owner of this company um, had this retreat for their team, and it was the most beautiful thing they had. I taught for about eight hours, and it was so amazing, so transformative. and. It was insane because they ended up crying and hugging each other. and I think the most beautiful feedback that I got from that class was the kind of the energetic generational ties that were going to be cut. So what this means is the kind of the limiting stories and beliefs that we had learned from either their uh, the people that raised them, the people before that um. Uh, kind of this lineage line of energy, of, of limitations, right? That was going to stop with them. And the power that that holds is insane. It's insane to say, it stops with me. I'm, gonna, I'm going to do the work and I'm going to teach my children how to do the work and they're going to teach their children how to do the work. So there's this new energetic line that starts with that person. And that's so, so powerful. And I think that's primarily why I love uh, working with um, female entrepreneurs who are also mothers. Um, and if you're not, and you're listening to this, then you're still going to get a shit ton of information and guidance and love and support from me. Um, but sometimes uh, my content resonates really, really deeply with with mothers because uh, of the way that I approach inner child work. Um, And even if you don't have a child or you have, um, you know, if you have a niece or a nephew or you can just visualize yourself as a younger child, then this content also is really, really, really profound. So today what we're talking about are the 11 words to eliminate from your language um, and the science behind why uh, for each one. And then also we're going to be talking about ways that I used to live in the victim mentality and how I stepped out of it because becoming the author of your life is basically what my book is about, which will be coming out next month. Um, Becoming the author of your life is rewriting your story, stepping into the main character role of your life, no longer letting the past dictate uh, your future, no longer letting the ideas or false limitations or fear hold you back from being able to live this one human experience in the most expansive way possible. Um, and it's counterproductive living in the mentality, um, of the victim mode is, is, is actually, it's, it's quite easy to step into. Um, but once you become aware of it, you recognize why that is very counterproductive to becoming the author of your life and to feel good in this human experience. So um, let's do this, shall we? All right. First and foremost, I want to honor you and give you so much love for where you are in your journey. Know that you are exactly where you are meant to be for this lesson, for this season of of learning and growth, and that um, change is the only constant. So if you are experiencing a, a magnificent high right now of success and joy, know that it'll shift to something different. Just the same is true for if you are feeling a low and you're afraid and you're worried that can also shift just as much. Change is the only constant. Growth is your choice. So let's get into the 11 words to remove, shall we? So number one, if you have a have a notebook or if you can kind of listen to this and then take notes, this is going to be really impactful for you. I'm also going to be going in depth. Um, if you don't know, I have the Quantum Blueprint, which is starting in less than a week, um, and I'm going to be going in depth over the the month of February for these 90 minute master classes. That you will also get the recordings too. Um, over quantum jumping, uh, shadow work. Healing, manifestation, subconscious work, thought work. So it's a pretty transformative month for February. So if you are a part of that, um, you are going to learn so much. Oh my god, I'm just like my whole body is like the energy in what I'm going to be teaching is so big. Um, Ah, I just I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Uh, So this is just kind of like a little snap, little snap of a little snapshot. Little snapshot is the word that I want to say of kind of just an idea of what you could be stepping into if you're joining the quantum blueprint. So number one, the word is try. And I think this is, this is a, uh, for some people they're like, wait, but isn't that like an empowering word? Like I'm trying to be better. I'm, I'm trying to rise in my business. I'm trying to grow my business. I'm trying to be a better mother. I'm trying to, uh, eat well. I'm trying to do all these things. And the, and the, the reason that we want to eliminate the word try is because there's no try. There's either you're doing it or you're not doing it because try honestly means that there's like this predictability that it may not happen, right? There's a little bit of in like, undecisive or indecisiveness that kind of plays into that word. And I want you to understand that if you remove the word try and you pop in either I am doing or I'm doing it, you are going to feel a definitive shift in your body. If you feel a definitive shift in your body, what this means is that you're going to feel almost like this like rush of like, ooh, it's like, um, Grounding energy, it feels very much like, oh, okay, there's 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 a definitive choice that's being made. So instead of I'm trying to do this, just say I am doing it. Whatever comes of it will come of it, but I'm not trying it. I'm doing it. All right, so the next thing is have to, need to or must. Have to, need to, must. This is imperative that we leave. So when we're living off of the stories of our past or societal expectations of who we need to be, who we have to be, who we must be, that's this, this uh, pressure of, of uh, this longing to feel the need to do something. Not because you want to, not because you feel a calling to, but because you feel almost this pressure to. And nothing comes, nothing of your genius is going to expand in the have to, need to, or must energy. This is almost the energy, if who want to think about this, is desperation energy. And I've talked about this many times on the Hawkins scale of... um energy and frequency of emotions. So on the high level frequency and emotions is love, acceptance, forgiveness, joy, excitement, right? And then on the low frequency is fear, uh, rage, anger, jealousy, sadness. Um, And in those, have to, need to, must feel, like there's if i don't do this something bad will happen i feel a pressure to do this so it's it's almost like this is if i if i have to do this it's rooted in fear if i need to i feel pressured to do something or I, i'm like oh i need to do something it's never coming from the spirit space of of expansive energy so instead of saying i have to you can say i've decided to i feel called to i get to Feel the difference of what that feels like. Right? Have to is this low, deep, dark pressure of having to show up as something, feeling like you have to get something done on your to-do list. No, I get, I get to, I've decided to. Notice how removing try and all of those other words are going to start allowing you to shift into the energy of trust. I trust myself. I'm going to honor my experience and do what I feel most called to do. All right. Uh shoulda coulda woulda. <laughs> so the words should, would, could. Oh, I should do this. It this is again the same. You don't have you, you don't there's no should. I should have done this instead. Or I should do this. Again, it's this idea of pressure or um this idea of who we need to be or have to be i could do this instead i could be doing this or i i would i would if i could these are all energies of not trusting ourselves and pressure of having to show up as somebody else okay So instead of saying these next two words, which I put together because, uh, and I'll explain the science of why these words actually affect our energy in a specific way, always and never. Um, So the way that this works, I'm gonna tap into the subconscious mind work just for a moment. So in the subconscious mind, um, our subconscious mind filters in per second, 11 million bits of data per second. Okay, and then our conscious mind filters about fifty bits per second. Okay, so there's this little middleman between the conscious mind and the subconscious, and that is called the reticular activating system, and that is the middleman between, um, basically, what how you perceive the world, what you feel is important, what you're focusing your energy on. The the middleman is going to look deep into the subconscious and only allow you to see what it feels you are needing to see based on what your belief systems are, what your filters are. So some of these filters, the middleman will basically delete, distort, and generalize information to allow you to only see what your internal reality will allow you to see. So when you say always and never, this is language that's coming from the generalization portion of that we're generalizing information and oftentimes when we generalize sometimes it's effective and sometimes it's really 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 um really hard on our on our our mind and our spirit and our body and I'll tell you why so when i say this always happens to me or this could never happen to me or this could Specifically, always, and this is generalizing maybe a an experience or a limiting belief on something that you perceive is going to happen. So it's generalizing um, the past past experiences, kind of running through the hippocampus, which is your memory center, and your fear base, which is your amygdala, and it's going to filter through these two things in your past, and it's going to say, okay, well this always happens to me so there's basically there's no way or this would never happen to me in the future so you're basically generalizing the past information projecting it onto the future without any adequate new information that would then state something to happen otherwise so ways that we can not generalize the information is by removing always or everyone or never and it's going to feel like we're removing the weight of that. So for example, um, for those of you who don't know, I also own another uh, education company called Salt Society, and that is for uh, hairstylists. I was um, a hairstylist uh, for 13 years, went out on my own, opened my own salon, and then I opened Salt Society, which is an education company for hairstylists on how to run run their business, personal development, and techniques on how to uh, feel more confident in their craft as a colorist. So with that, I actually created a uh, a five-week course called The Magic of Money Making. Um, and in there, we talk about um, a lot about money or raising our prices. And I actually am going to be coming out with a program for entrepreneurs um, in the next three or four months. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But this kind of money course goes over essentially how to rebuild your relationship with money, how to rebuild your relationship with receiving and kind of stepping into the uh, divine masculine and divine feminine energies when it comes to uh, wealth. But one thing that I hear most often is that, and this, and this kind of is not just pertaining to the hair industry, but honestly to all industries, because money relationships bleed through, everyone has one. So, and what I mean, I'm generalizing that information because everyone experiences money and everyone has a relationship with money, whether they're cognizant of it or not. So when you're raising your prices, I've heard this quite often is like, no one will pay that price. I can't raise my prices because no one will pay that price and everyone will leave. And do you see how ex- how big that feels? When When we kind of just, when we dissolve those words, just dissolve them for a moment, imagine them kind of melting away and we replace them with the light of what's possible and the reality of the situation. You're allowed to feel new feelings and new emotions, which you will then allow to see and perceive and experience differently, which will allow you to show up differently in that experience and allow you to become the author. So instead of saying, no one, I'm actually afraid. Let's honor what you're actually feeling, which is fear. I'm afraid that if I raise my prices, people will leave. So that's honoring the true emotion of that statement and the fear of what could potentially happen. So you sit in the fear for a moment and you ask yourself, do I believe that to be 100% true that everyone will leave? And the answer is no, that's not reality. That's a fear-based projection uh, trying to protect you. So when we replace that, instead of saying that, we can say instead, I understand a couple people may not be able to afford my new prices, but I can offer solutions for them to either stay within getting a different service, staying within their budget and and not having them uh, as long for longer services or longer periods of time, or I can offer them solutions to a stylist that I know love and trust that can uh, stick within their budget and I can honor that. So you can see how that would feel a little different, right? So when we change the word always to actually honoring what you're actually feeling, the true feeling of what you're afraid is going to happen, then you're actually going to be able to then dissolve that generalization, allow for a new emotion to take place, and then take new action. Okay. So the next word is but, B-U-T, but, not booty, but. But. So the word but is really interesting. Often we use it as a placeholder. So I want to I want to make more money, but I don't know how. So by using the word but, we're actually diminishing the power of the first statement. And by diminishing that All we're left with is, I don't know how. You add the power to the secondary. I want to make more money and I'm not sure how to. See how now you're giving the power to both of them and diminishing, you're not diminishing the first part of that sentence. I want to do this, but so it's, it's almost the, it's the, it's the, well, this is the reason why I can't. Okay. So instead, when we become the author of our lives, we replace the but with and, and then we figure out the solution. How can I find out how, right? So remove but to and and feel the difference. I want to raise my prices and I'm afraid instead of but I'm afraid, okay? Let's not make that that limiting idea or fear projection take precedent over what you truly want to do in your life and in your business. All right. This is the last word, can't. Oh, I can't do that. There's no, I'm sorry, I can't. No, I can't. Change the word I can't to I'm choosing not to. This is putting the power back in your possession. It's regaining your power back and saying, I'm actually choosing not to do that. I can't, I can't make more money. There's no way. I'm choosing not to because there's always ways to. I'm ch- uh, I can't manifest. I'm choosing not to because I don't have the knowledge on how to do so yet. Uh, so these, these 11 words are generalizing words. They are words that are going to allow you to uh, take your power away again and again and to step into uh, fear and limitation and lack. So let's go through them one more time. Try. Try have to, need to, must, always and never, but and can't. Remove these words, become cognizant of the fact that if they're coming out of your mouth and just, just, you know, shoot for maybe one, one or two words. Notice when you're saying can't, notice when you're saying try. And when you say try is the number one, because anyone who is has this idea of taking the next step into their life or recreating something or removing or dissolving something from their life that no longer serves them, they're often in the energy of try, which means it may work, it may not. Instead, choose the doing. Choose the doing because the doing is your choice. It is your choice. You know, when you decide to step into this next season of your life to manifest uh, the success, to manifest the well, to reach more people, to make a bigger impact, to become more joyful, to experience this life in the most expansive way possible, when you decide that I have decided to, there's no going back. You made the choice because once you make the choice. It is done. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the victim mentality. So the victim mentality is often described as, um, I am this way because of this. And so I'm going to explain uh, why this is counterproductive to your energetic growth, your development and healing is that when we place the blame on any experience or any one we are taking the power away from ourselves again and again and again and again and when you become the author of your life you are taking full accountability for your experiences you're taking full accountability for your emotions your part in your life your action taking where you need to work on, your triggers, your healing, your growth, all of it is up to you. And when we live in the the mentality of I am this because of this, allows you to say, well, now I have an excuse to not step into my power. Now I have an excuse to not show up in the way that I was meant to. I am now forever this because of this, and that is not true. So I'm going to give you an example. Um, uh, I have been in therapy, um, am in therapy (laughs) therapy is the best. I love it, uh, around abandonment loss. Uh, for those of you who are new here, I had a very traumatic loss uh, with losing my brother um to a heroin um overdose. It was ah uh, wow it was it was kind of the moment that it was the like pivotal moment in my life where uh, I had experienced um, massive trauma it was and it was family trauma, right? You're not just experiencing the loss yourself, you're watching his children grieve his wife you're, you're watching your father, uh, never see his son again. You're, you're watching the, the complete destruction of, of just, it's just grief. It's so, it's just the most profound grief. That's not just your loss, but it is permeating through everyone that you know, in every experience and every relationship that you've ever had, it changes you. And it allows you to, to look back at, uh, an experience and say, "I, I mean, I, I could be forever damaged by this, or I, I can heal. I can be sad about it. I can, but I, I don't have to close my heart forever. I don't have to close my heart forever because of a traumatic experience. It may feel like I'm protecting myself. Um, and then from there, uh, trusting people to stay was kind of the secondary because I've had a lot of experience of of not just of traumatic loss, but uh, people maybe leaving in my life or stealing or uh, a lot of a lot of deception, a lot of lies. Um, and and when you're discovering yourself, it becomes very challenging to kind of look through like, well, who can I trust? And if I can trust them, are they just inevitably going to leave? And these, these neural networks are being fused by intense emotion and grief. Um, and if I was to stay in that, I can no longer trust people because I've been abandoned is now saying that I can, I'm, I'm now forever putting a wall around myself. I'm forever choosing. To stay a victim to my past experiences, I'm choosing to right. Not I, I, I can't trust people. I'm choosing not to, because I'm afraid. That's the reality of the victim mentality. Is oh, that rhymed. That was really good. That felt good in my body just now. Whew. So, anyways, I. Right, I, I'm. For example, I'm a victim to being broke. For example, I can't make money because I've I've lost it in the past. I can't make money because uh, it's always so hard to make money because I'll just I'll eventually lose it all or it will all get taken away or something will happen or the other shoe will drop or something like that. And we're we're living we're we're again taking our power away and living in the past and saying I'm choosing not to make a different choice and I'm choosing to live in the fear because I'm afraid of what would happen if I chose something different. So think about where you are giving your power away to a past experience, to a certain person. Where can you dissolve that? Where can you move through that? Because the more we avoid it, the more we don't shed light on it, the more it stays in our body and it memorizes (laughs) that low vibration inside of our body. Becoming the author of your life means taking accountability regardless of how painful you may think it may feel. Um, I think it's often we're so deeply afraid to feel any emotion that isn't a good emotion for fear of uh, never feeling good again or a, a, a fear of emotion feel of um but when i tell you when you have that anxiety when you have that fear when you have that 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 worry it's meant to be felt it serves a purpose and the more you avoid it the bigger it gets the scarier it gets fear can build and build And build, and it can become this illusion of something that cannot be dealt with. And when I tell you the moment you breathe through it, that you allow it in, that you just sit in the acceptance of saying, I'm afraid right now. I am sad right now. I'm just going to allow myself to feel it. You're going to experience such massive, massive growth the moment you let it in, because it takes its power away. Emotions are neutral. Emotions are neutral. I'm going to say it one more time. Emotions are neutral. Feeling rage or anger isn't bad. It's expression. It's allowing for feeling. Anger is a secondary emotion. I don't know if you've heard the anger iceberg, but there's so much below the surface of anger that if you were to allow yourself just to sit with it and explore it, You may actually find just a small wound in there that just needed more light and needed more love and needed to be worked through. So don't be afraid of your feelings. They're here to serve a purpose. Because if you run from them and you develop unhealthy coping mechanisms like drinking or smoking or sex addictions, just to feel something else besides that. Maybe just being on your phone, avoidance. These things can all be done with intention, right? Pleasure and joy and being on your phone and having intimacy, they all can be done with intention and purpose, right? But not to be running away from the feelings. Not to be numbing them. Because you want to think about these wounds like an actual physical physical wound. And if you think about it like a physical wound, right? Like uh, a cut on your finger. And it's like, oh, that needs some stitches, right? It is a deep, deep wound. All of a sudden, you're like, I'm just going to put a bandaid on it. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And then you realize, okay, it's starting to hurt more. It's starting to hurt more. Um, it's going to take some ibuprofen. It'll be fine. No worries. And then all of a sudden… It gets infected. And then other parts of your hand start getting, um, start hurting. It's swelling and it doesn't heal properly. And it affects your whole body now that you have an infection. So think about it like that. Instead of avoiding the wound, when you address it, you go get the stitches. All of a sudden you take, you know, whatever you need to do to just alleviate the pain a little bit, natural remedies, whatever the case is. Then you have this new profound energy to focus on something different, to focus on what you want to create and what you want to call in versus the hand hurting all the time or the infection brewing, other parts of your body being affected by this. So when you really truly focus on that instead of running and taking and taking care of it because these emotions are needing to be acknowledged and moved through and breathe and breathing through them and feeling them and then it dissolves. It diminishes. It doesn't feel so bad anymore. And in five minutes after actually feeling something, it's completely different than, than, you know, heightening it and heightening it and heightening it. And it gets bigger and bigger and scarier and scarier. And it's affecting all of you when all it needed was a little bit of attention, a little bit of light to be shed on that. So I am so excited for what is coming um, with this quantum blueprint. It is When I tell you that this is so powerful, it is so profound, this knowledge is going to change your life if you allow it to. You are going to learn so much this next coming month. And on February 1st, it is powerful, powerful. Um, So I will leave all of that information in the show notes. And if you are not able to make it, to the live sessions, that's okay. Uh, The recordings will be popped into your members' um, portal for you. And then on top of that, you also get access to our free community where we will be communicating with the community together And we can support each other there. And I will support you there as well. be checking in each week. We have assignments. We can work through the assignments together. We can share what we're working on. We can celebrate each other because there is nothing better than feeling acknowledged and loved and celebrated through the triumphs of healing and growth and expansion. So give yourself the gift of healing. Give yourself the gift of knowing how to manifest intentionally, how to do shadow work, how to move through the limiting beliefs, how to rewire your mind. That gift is a gift that keeps on giving. It is the ripple effect because if you are living right now in the past, in fear, in the worry, in the doubt, and knowing you have untapped potential, it ripples into every single relationship that you have. And once you step into change, you give the opportunity of the highest version of yourself for all the people in your life. And they deserve the highest version of you. They deserve the healed, loving, expansive version of you. You deserve that version of you more than anything. You deserve to feel better, to live better, to experience better. You deserve that. All right, my love. In the show notes, I will share with you a little bit more of how to join our community, how to join the Quantum Blueprint, become a member of that. And you get forever access to this information. So once you join, if you can't join live, if you can't do the work now, you can't get to it till March, it's fine. It'll be in your members portal. You can always be inside the community. I'll always be here to support you. All right. I'm sending you so much love. Open your heart and receive it. Go on, go shine, and I'll see you inside of the Quantum Blueprint, and we're going to have the most expansive experience together, and I cannot wait. Bye-bye for now. Hey, my love, if you love this episode and you are so ready to take action in your business and become the most wealthy version of yourself, I think it's time to slide into my DMs at Mama Who Manifests and let's become friends. Let me help you get to the best version of yourself. I would love to get you introduced into my program, High Vibe Money Mama, and see what magic unfolds. All right, I'll see you in the DMs. Let's do the DM thing.